everyone, this is Dan Miller and you're listening to Speaking of Products. On this show, I focus on what it takes to start and grow a business around technology products. These days, there are so many fantastic people creating all sorts of wonderful technology products that make our world a better place. For every one of the popular platforms you know and love, there are many more new and lesser known ones on the way. I'm on the journey myself to create a technology product business, and so I've produced this podcast as a way of sharing the ideas, strategies, and tactics I discover on the way. There's always something we can learn from ambitious founders and what they do to get ahead. The goals here are to highlight what has worked for the success stories and to uncover what is going on with those hidden gems. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Speaking of Products. In today's episode, I have a conversation with Val Soapy. Val is the founder of a product called Claritask and host of the podcast Bootstrapping SaaS. I met with Val over a pair of microphones recently to share a conversation about what Val has been up to lately and where things are headed with his product. Our discussion began with a brief introduction about Val and a few other things he enjoys outside of building and growing his SaaS product. And then we go into a discussion about disconnecting and taking breaks every now and again in order to look after ourselves. Val points out that as bootstrap founders with limited budgets, we rely on social media to let the folks know who we are, what we're up to, and also to stay up to date with what other folks in our community are up to. However, it can take a toll on our mental health at times. So Val has been taking a break away from life online for the past few months to reset and recharge, and we get into a bit of that. We also hear the story behind the development of his product, Claritask, which has a history going back to 2013. We talk about the idea behind the product, where it came from, how it's going now and where it's heading in the future. Scattered throughout the episode is a whole bunch of other things that Val and I get into. Now, with a broad background of skills and experience ranging from design, development, acting, basketball, and even joining the NBA at one point, (laughs) Val is truly one of those unique, friendly, and genuine down-to-earth guys. I really enjoyed the conversation and I reckon you'll get a lot out of it. So here we go. Hey, Val, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure, man. Happy to be here. Yeah. Well, I wanted to get on and have a bit of a chat about some of the things you've been working on lately. But before we get into it, there was something about you I learned recently, which I reckon the listeners might like to know about. And that is um, you're into tennis. Who would have known that? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's about since, I guess, 2011 or 12. Yeah. Yeah, that's when the way I, I came across that. I, I discovered <laughs> that um, you you said on one of you, one of your online profiles, you said watches too much tennis, and I went, ah, that's mm-hmm. interesting. What's the story there? <laughs> um, I do watch a lot of tennis. I love the game. I loved it uh, always, even when I was a kid. But I was more of a basketball player. I played basketball uh, from my town, and then I played varsity basketball in high school in US, and uh, I just I had like NBA hopes and stuff, and. Uh, yeah, so uh, right before my son was born, around 2011, I sort of got into tennis. I, I was watching Federer. The funny thing was actually what got me into it. Uh, Federer was sort of on his decline, one of his many declines. <laughs> yeah. You can never put the guy <laughs> wrong. And then he won his Wimbledon, which was a big deal. And then I started following him and then started getting interested in the game. 
and wow. just the overall culture around tennis. And uh, yeah, so I, I love playing it. I love watching it. I love I, I watch every sort of uh, player, not even just the top ones. I watch challenger <laughs> uh women's tennis anything that i come across uh i, I love nice, i love man. the game yeah so, so that obviously <laughs> gives you a lot of uh a lot of um break and a bit of something to get you yes. away from coding for a while hey because i understand that's taking up a lot of your time lately huh yeah that's true uh tennis is sort of my uh my escape from everything um so uh yeah coding coding really takes a big part of your brain if you you know if you let it if you go on a long times without taking a break it's just you know yeah yeah, he man. takes a toll, but yeah, tennis yeah, is, a, is a good thing. That's actually a very good segue because that was one of the things I wanted to get on and talk to you today about is actually taking a break from developing. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to producing products, obviously everyone knows who's involved in it, but for those that don't, it takes actually, like Val said, a lot of your time. You've got to be sitting mm -hmm. there and you've got to be focused so many hours of the day. And when you're building one of your own products as well, not only are you thinking about the product you're building, you're also thinking about, how you're going to market it and what you're mm -hmm. going to do and how you're going to get interest. So uh, I understand you've been taking a bit of a break lately. I did, yeah. Uh, so around July, I decided to just be offline completely. Uh, I stopped. I did my last uh, podcast episode, uh, a short seven-minute long podcast episode just saying that I'm taking a break. And this is actually my first um, – uh, I think it's my first podcast recording since then. I believe. Nice. Well, yeah. welcome back, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good to be back. I really have to pick up the game on my own podcast and record an episode there and just give it an update. Oh, man, you do, because we, we miss you out there. <laughs> Everyone, that's that's how I came across Val. I, I came across Val's podcast and I thought, this guy's really genuine. He's really telling the truth about you know what his experience and about building his product, and he just sounds such a nice guy. And so I reached out to Val a few months ago, actually a bit longer now, and just said, how are you going? Nice to meet you. I really like what you're doing, and um, that's how we that's how we met yeah. and yeah, got to know each other from there. So, but yeah, tell me about lot. this break, Val. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, it really um, it's been a tough year. I mean, as we all know, um, coronavirus, lockdowns, etc. And also, uh, my um, uh, clarity test wasn't going as as well as I wanted. Uh, it wasn't growing as well. It just got too much, and I decided. I said, you know what? Um, I'm just going to take a break uh, from Twitter, from Instagram. And one thing I noticed before taking the break is that uh, the more trail I left behind, uh, the more social media was pulling me in because I would tweet something, I would podcast something, and then I would go back and check if somebody seen it, if somebody liked it, and it was just taking a toll, you know, like... I think that's sort of yeah. like engineered in social media. You're sort of like going back to it. Yeah, so, we know that feeling, don't yeah. we? Yeah. <laughs> and so even like now that I'm back sort of, uh, I'm trying to leave as little of a trail as possible because I don't want to come back to checking it. I want to read, maybe post an update, tweet here and there. Instagram, I'm, I'm not using at all. Um, I've actually deleted all my uh, social media apps. I've reinstalled Twitter. And I'm sort of trying to like be very mindful about using it, even though it's hard. Oh, yeah. like, Twitter has so much good information in it. Like the people I follow, they they post like really good content. And oh yeah, they do. Yeah, That's for so sure. <laughs> Twitter is good for that. Instagram, Facebook, you know, it's not so great. Uh, LinkedIn, I feel like it's becoming the new Facebook in a way. People posting all kinds of things. Yeah. It's not like just business related. But yeah, it was it it's was interesting. Incredible. Hey? Yeah. 
It's like we, we get online and we get onto the social media in all, just obviously to connect with other people but also just to tell people a bit about the products we're building and that's part of it. That's part of the marketing. So it's important but, yeah, it definitely yeah. sucks you in. So have you found that it's been a good experience now having that break and sort of coming back refreshed? How, how has it gone for you? You know, I, I would have loved to be like away for good and not be back yeah. at all. But like you said, you know, you sort of like need to stay – um, you know, like relevant, I guess, you know, you need to keep people updated because Twitter in a way it's our PR channel, you know, we're not like big companies having all these like, you know, uh, budgets to reach out all the big media. So they write about you. We sort of have to write about ourselves, you know, like keep mm. people posted what you're doing. So in that sense, it's really hard to be away. But mm. um, as as well as my mental health goes, it really takes a toll after a while. I, I, mm. I enjoyed those two months that I was away, um, I was yeah. reading more. I didn't have the sort of nagging feeling to put an update or just, you know, um, not feel that I'm missing out. Like, I didn't have any of those feelings. But then, on the other hand, you sort of like, you know, people start thinking like, hey, you know, is, is your app still on? Like, are you still working <laughs> on this? So yeah, it's really tricky to manage all that. But I'm definitely happy to have done it and happy to be back in a sort of more limited uh, way, yeah. Yeah. Have you found that um, the social media side of things has helped with your product? And we'll get into that in a minute. Val mentioned it earlier in, uh, in, the, in the show. His product's Claritask, and we'll get into that details. But have you found that um, being involved with social media has been one, one channel that has been working for you with Claritask or, um, or it's, it's more for other reasons? Uh, yeah, so uh, sales-wise, growth-wise, I don't think so at all. Uh, I think what it has helped with being active on Twitter is meeting uh, people uh, like you, Dan, um, other yeah. people in the community, and just sort of learning uh, what we're doing, why we're doing it. But as far as customers go or growth, like I can't really credit Twitter to that um, in any extent. It's just sort of yeah. for me... It's just uh, just staying uh, relevant, being uh, sort of updated what other people are doing, um, yeah. seeing if I can do something better marketing-wise, learning. I think in that sense, yes, but definitely not in, in growth or sales sort of channels in a way. Yeah, it's probably, for me, it's probably more indirect as well. Um, mm -hmm. I'm early, early, early on in the phase. My product's not even ready for uh, coming out to our an alpha release yet. And um, I'm seeing what I get from Twitter and from social media is more about engaging with the community and learning ideas, learning what people are working on, mm -hmm. learning what's current, finding out about, you know, what's, you know, what's going to be making waves in the near future. So that's, that's what I get out of it. Yeah, you're right. It's mm -hmm. not direct, mm -hmm. but it's very much indirect. So, yeah. 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 Very true. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I like Twitter. Like I said, you know, it's the people I follow, they post like really good content and I like being part of that. Um, yeah. But it's definitely a time waster after, yeah, after a it. while. <laughs> So yeah. speaking of Twitter and your product, I think it's probably a good point now to actually talk a little bit about it. We've had a bit of an intro to who Val is and what's Val up to and, and what's been keeping him busy lately. But um, tell us about your product, Val. I'm sure everyone mm -hmm. on the other, on the, listening on the headphones now, you're interested to find out more about what is Claritask and, and you know, what does it provide? Oh, sure. Yeah. So I'll go a little bit back if that's okay. Um, yeah, man. I'll go back to 2013. Um, I was running a uh, small design development shop uh, with a couple of people. I think we were uh, at some point like six people. 
Uh, so I, I got really tired from uh, working with clients. Um, and uh, I decided with some money that I had saved to hire a specific team and build a product, uh, which I did. So I hired awesome. two developers, a designer and me. And uh, we built a product called Good Warp. Uh, basically, the name stood for Good Web ERP. That was sort of yeah. short for that. And we did that for a couple of years, so I guess 2013 up to 2015, 16. Uh, we yeah. got clients uh, around the world, but the staff uh, count was way too big to support uh, uh, itself. So we had to shut that down. Um, at that time, I didn't know how to code. I did some front end, but back end, I couldn't really, you know, I had no idea how to do that. So um, I ran out of money, burned, <laughs> burned up all the savings that I had. So this is 2015, yeah. 16, I go back to client work. And around 2017, I'm itching for another product. And I have some lessons and some ideas from Goodwerp. And uh, hiring a team is pretty much impossible. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna you know, teach myself how to code. Uh, one good thing that I had as far as uh, uh, my period while I was learning how to code is that uh, a lot of my friends were developers. So yeah. I would ping them, you know, bother them basically all day long, asking them no, how the something do is it. done. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I reverse engineered some of the projects we've done together, and I would ask them questions. So that really helped. I'm not, I'm not the type of learner. This is probably a disability. I'm not a <laughs> type of learner that I, I can sit down and watch a tutorial and do a step by step. Like I can't do that. I'd rather yeah. go backwards and just reverse engineer and see what's happening. So that's what I did. Nice. And no, that's, uh, that's a strong ability. Everyone's got different ways of learning for sure. Yeah, that works for me, honestly. Like I, I always had a hard time in school, you know, sort of learning things like, you know, linear. Um, so yeah, yeah. anyway. Uh, so I, uh, I built ClareTask as I was learning. And uh, ClareTask is basically a task manager um, in the pool of so many other task managers out there. Um, yeah. And uh, I, when I was running my design and development shop, I, I did project management. Like that was sort of my what I did. Like that's yeah. I was the main guy, sort of running the show. And I love project management, and I wanted to make an app that uh, helped me do that better. So, Good yeah. Work was the first step. But Good Work was like more bloated. It was uh, invoicing had a bunch of features that were really like um, not needed entirely. So. Uh, I did ClareTask uh, with a sort of um, a narrower focus and just with things that I I needed. And what yeah. it does, it helps me uh, quickly find stuff and add stuff and check stuff. It's just, it's the way I work. Uh, it helps me and I, I guess it helps my clients that are currently using and, and paying for it. Uh, it helps wow. them do so the that's, same. That's really cool. So yeah, it sounds like you've basically come up from a very large product, which was actually doing quite a lot of things. And then you, mm -hmm. you thought there's a part of this product here actually here, which is I'm getting a lot more value out of, and that's the project management side of it. Let me take that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and let me extend on that into something which suits me a lot more with what I do. And so that's yeah. a scratch at your own, each type of situation. But, and then it's, you found that um, people, other people out there have found it and got value out of it. Is that right? Oh, that's correct. Yeah. I mean, not as, not as much, not as many people as I would like to at this point, but definitely, I mean, the biggest client I have, it's a uh, venture-backed company with about $8.7 million in investment and there are 120 wow. people using Claritas. So that's like the that's biggest client. That's a serious client, man. So obviously yeah. there's some strong value in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Like they, they gave me so many, you know, 
different tips and, and feedback from the beginning that helped uh, shape Claritask. And then um, uh, what I wanted to get to is that I was sort of, I created Claritask with this clarity-focused uh, mindset. And then yeah. earlier this year, I had these two clients wanting these two features, which were super big. I didn't really like them. Um, I was attracted by the sale. So I did the features. I got the sales. Oh, yeah. And they're still clients, by the way. But yeah. they got they got Claritas so bloated again. And, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <right>. so, <laughs> so right now at this point, what I'm trying, I'm currently working on that actually. I'm, I'm cleaning up a lot of code in the in the back, removing this this huge big feature which is actually Scrum, sort of the Jira yeah. clone, yeah. and I'm removing that that entire feature altogether, uh, letting these clients know that hey, you know, it's gonna be sunset somewhere sometimes like uh, beginning of the year 2021, yeah. and I want to go back to basics, um, yeah. redesigning keeping the UI, it, keeping it nice and simple, nice and. From back to what yeah. the original value proposition was, hey. Absolutely, yeah. Going back to fundamentals, you know, like this is one thing in tennis, you know, like you, you see the great players and they're not yep. doing something amazing out there. They're just doing the basics like really good. You know, they're covering everything they've learned. Yeah, that's basically, it. Yeah, that's it. You know, they're not trying to do something, overdo anything, you know. And You know um, what? Yeah. That's a really... That's, that's a really common story. I've spoken to a few people in the last few months, especially uh, recording here on Speaking Your Products, and that is the one common thing that's happened to in all those conversations. Everyone who's created their own products has said, I created version one, mm -hmm. but now I've gone back and there's a whole bunch of things that I wanted to tidy up about it. And I've, you know, updated the code, reduced features here, changed features there, and I've rewritten it. So mm -hmm. you're in good company there, Val. You're actually finding, you're treading the path that a lot of other product developers are treading themselves. Yeah, and I think I think you have to come to that sort of naturally, you know. Like you, I've I've heard these stories forever, and I still ended mm. up doing the same mistake, you know. <laughs> you know, I like that's another thing about me. Like I I wish I could learn more from other people's mistakes, even though I read about them. It's like without going into it, you know, I sort yeah. of I don't I don't get it. And now, like I'm at the point, I just want to get back to the fundamentals of Claritask, what it is about, nice. the best things that work in it, because it's really. Uh, you, you can have you can have an amazing product. Uh, a lot of its features can work well, and if only one feature doesn't work well, your entire yeah. product is going to look like shit. Um, yeah. And well, I tell you what, yeah. this is something that might interest you. Actually, I don't know if you, know, you obviously know this, but I figured this out myself yesterday. I was doing a bit of research mm -hmm. about Claritask, and I was actually just looking online to find out, you know, what people love about it because I know about it, but I wanted to know more mm -hmm. before we got on the show together, and. I came up on, on a site which is talking about um, suggestions for software um, and it just was basically rating Claritas really, really high up in one of the ratings for the categories. I think it was for user interface and usability. I, uh -huh. I forget what the name of the site was. Um, are, you, are you familiar with what I'm talking about? Have you uh, heard about yes, that by any chance? Uh, it's, uh, it's probably software advice. Is that probably what you were referring that was it. to? Let me just check. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's it, man. I was looking at that yesterday mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it came up to me and I was going, man, this is amazing. Claritask is actually beating some huge venture-backed mm -hmm, mm -hmm. firms here. So Claritask is obviously doing a few things well, especially in the UI usability space. Do you yeah. know much about that? Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. That was a really good surprise, actually. Um, it's, uh, Software Advice is a company that does um, suggestions 
to uh, big corporations what software they should use. Um, yeah. And what they did is they went around, uh, I guess they do this all the time, so uh, they they have all these like top 10 lists and uh, the list that Claritask made it to the top was the 2020 front runners in task management. And uh, they wrote me- You gotta be proud of that, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was so amazing. I, I'm really happy about that. And what happened is that they contacted, uh, they wrote me an email. They're like, hey, you know, we, we Claritask, uh, placed on top of front runners, and I completely ignored it because I get those emails all the time from different publications saying, you know, you want this certificate, it costs three thousand dollars to pay, and then we'll give you a certificate. So I completely <laughs> ignored it. I'm like, oh, yeah. they want they want money. So uh, uh, they they write me back again, and they say, hey, did you check this out? You you placed really high. So I go in. Uh, check it out and basically what they did is they they went around internet they looked at different comments that people made about all these different apps and they placed claritask all the way to the top right corner uh which is uh high for that's huge man yeah man it's it's it was really good so yeah and when i was digging into it i noticed as well i had a quick look and i noticed that um it's voted up by the users so the end users mm-hmm. get up there and they decide what they like about it and you've got a whole broad range of different people who have used your mm-hmm. product and has gone in there and said we love it so mate well done yeah That's man awesome. thanks thanks no that really felt good i mean it's been a crazy year so like a, a little thing like that it definitely helps with motivation and especially it came right on time as i'm working on cleaning up claritask and you know, going back to basics, like I said. So I'm, I'm very, you know, motivated, I guess, and inspired to keep keep uh, cleaning it up and relaunching sometimes, hopefully in the two-year anniversary, which is uh, February 8th, I believe. So yeah. um, it's probably going to go on live uh, around around that time. So yeah, this, you know, these little things do help, definitely. And and SAS is slow. I mean, SAS, yeah. SAS can drive you crazy, you know, if, especially if you're targeting businesses. It's like, oh. Uh, Sales cycles are so long. Uh, yep, I know yeah. that very well. Um, <laughs> unlike a few other people we know who can just knock out SaaS products in weeks, <laughs> myself, I've been yep. working on a product at the moment. It's And, you know, I've got a family in the background. Mm-hmm, I've got mm-hmm. consulting work that I have to do during the day. And so you're right, it's slow. I'm. It's taking me a long time to get up to a, a mm-hmm. version where I'm happy to start releasing it and tell the world about it. But, yeah. um, you know, I agree with man. SaaS is slow. It, it <laughs> and, is. And it's and going to be slow once I launch as well, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you can't really rush it. Like, that's one thing. Like, I, I always had this feeling. Um, I don't know what happened this year with me feeling differently about this. But I always had this feeling like, you know, like, oh, I'm running out of time. Like, I have to launch. I have to do this. I have to do that. Like, I, you know, it, it's okay. Everything is fine. It can be better. But I don't, you know, I have to launch. I have to go live. And now I'm like, no, I'm just going to, you know. I'm just going to let this simmer. Uh, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to work maybe uh, on this little uh, rounded corner for the rest of the day. I, you know, yeah. I'm, I think I think if you do that, it comes across. Uh, it comes across when people use it, you know. Um, mm. I did some, I'm going to jump, <laughs> like I make a side note. I did some acting yeah. in New York. I took acting classes. I didn't do like any major acting. Wow. And then, yeah, some, some of the teachers that I had, I, I went to this like uh, year-long school. I just actually uh, a quick side side note. The reason I did that is I wanted to be to get better at presentation and, f- and feeling more at ease when presenting, etc. So I did yeah. some acting classes, some voice classes, blah blah blah. That's so cool, um, man. yeah, so what some of the teachers, I mean, most all of them, what they what they used to say is that uh, when a when an actor is acting, when they're performing something, if they're not feeling the part, 
like the audience will know. Maybe they can't really point like what's what's wrong with it, but they'll know that something's off. And I sort of like I use that analogy like when you're making an app, if while you're making it you're sort of rushing it, if you're not doing it well, somehow that's going to come across in your in your design, in your UX, yeah. you know, it's going to translate to that. So I think the uh, the more we can get ourselves to the point that we're feeling at ease when we're doing it, when we're doing yeah. our app and when we're designing it, I think uh, the more chances uh, we have to sort of uh, make a good presentation to the user, especially while onboarding them. And wow, hopefully- that's awesome advice, Val. Yeah, you Seriously. know, like I've noticed that even with clients, you know, like when, whenever I had a client that I was feeling good making the app, I went to the presentation to do you know, my first initial sort of uh, presentation about their app, they would feel what I was feeling when I was doing it. If I felt like crap, they'll know that this something happened during this build of yeah. their app, you know? So I try, <laughs> I I, I've started it, meditating yeah. recently, you know, like I'm doing like 10 minutes per day just to get myself sort of like in a more balanced state. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's tough, man. This, yeah, pe this people game can is see like that really stuff tough. for sure. They, I'm they sorry? know that. Uh, that people know that for sure. That when mm -hmm. you're out there doing a presentation, especially about a piece of software, and you say yeah. you're doing a demo, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. they can just read you when you're all of a sudden reaching a point within the app, and you're going, mm -hmm. "Oh, I hope it doesn't break <laughs> when I click here." <laughs> exactly, man. Like they'll, they'll, they probably won't know what's really happening in the back, but they'll know something is <laughs> off. You know, unless you're like some great, I don't know, like you can like hide that well, which I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's funny. No. Has um has anything like that ever happened to you? Maybe not with Claritas, but with other things in the past. It's happened to me for sure. You know, you, yeah. you, you pull it. It's, it's just the rules of doing a demo, isn't it? You know, you turn it on, fire it up and bang, mm -hmm. the thing crashes on you, which hasn't ever happened. And and yep. in front of everyone, you've just got to go, oh, hey, give me give me a minute mm -hmm. while I fix this. Has that Absolutely. Oh, yeah, man. In presentations, it has happened. And uh, actually with Claritas too, when I launched, I, I was so excited about this huge feature, which like took me so much energy to to build and then some of the initial uh sort of customer care tickets i would get it was about that feature like they would write like hey man this is you know not working and i just got yeah. rid of it i was like this yeah. this wasn't done you know with any purpose it was rushed and i didn't feel good doing it i didn't like it really i was just excited blindly somehow yeah so yeah i so think it's, it's good to notice that you know it can sounds like from your experience from your background as well there's a blend between uh, learning and art and product all in one with Claritas mm -hmm. by the sounds of it. You, you know, you've got such an interesting background, an interesting mix of things that have brought you to where you were today. And they're, they're shining through in the way you build your product and market your products. So um, yeah, based on that, how, have you always thought that you were going to get into product development? Like how, when did you first know that this was going to be the journey for you? Oh man, this is like this is crazy because um, I went to my parents' house. Uh, I lived in the states for for way too long, and then I I went to my parents' house. I have a an old PC, it's a two eight six, I believe. The monitor is wow. uh, orange and black. It's not even color. Oh no, I'm lying. Actually. <laughs> oh wow, that's no, cool, I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm lying. No, it's actually color. I have two computers. One is I don't even know what model it is. That one's yeah. orange and black, but this one is. Um, is color, it has like colors, I don't know how many, but probably 256, <laughs> yeah. something along those lines. And 16. <laughs> yeah, so I, I took a course, I took a programming course when I was 10 years old, 10, 9, 10 years old. Uh, back yeah. then it was uh, ZX Spectrum, Commodore 64, we were yeah. writing in BASIC, and then yep. I wrote this piece of software, which is which still works to this day, 
Um, I wrote it in Clipper. There used to be a, a programming oh, wow. language called Clipper. And yeah. uh, it's basically a store management app. You basically enter products on one end, and then on the other end, you're selling them. So they get minus on, on database. And I was 11, 12 when I built that. And yeah. uh, I loved That's it. It's mind-blowing for an 11, 12-year-old. You just go, look at what yeah. I've done. I've created <laughs> yeah. this thing, and it lives, and it works. It's Check all, it out. Yeah, it's all designed. And, and the way wow. you, you needed to design on Clipper, you were... It was, it was not CSS or HTML. It was just you were designing with these little shapes. And I, I really have to go back to look into the code. But you, you didn't really visually see what you're doing until you sort of refreshed after a while. And yeah. every, every detail is like taken care of. So Coding by the seat of your pants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I, I sort of I looked at it after so many years. And I, I remembered like how much I enjoyed doing that. And after, after doing the coding and everything, I, I got into basketball from like 12 years old later on. And then I sort of, you know, I, I never programmed again or, or coded again. Um, and then I went to school, a design school. Uh, so I was 19. So that sort of like, it, it brought me back in 2000. Um, I started like mingling with a little bit HTML code and CSS back then, GeoCities, whatever was happening at the time. And uh, yeah. I always loved it. Um, I was you know, wanted to to build stuff like that. And then Basecamp came out. I never really liked the Facebooks and consumer sort of products. I always liked the management type of things, like financial, like really boring stuff, like task management. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, you know, it's I never thought that I would do what I'm doing, but I, I found myself enjoying it more and more. And even now, if I do client work, if it has to do something with, you know, managing something, some workflow. For example, uh, last year, they're still my clients. I did a whole private postal office where they manage their packages and, and tracking and a mobile yeah, wow. app that scans. So I, I love that kind of stuff, you know, sort of yeah. having something that, that helps people to manage a, a workflow. But yeah, I guess never planned it, man. Just it sort of fell into it, I guess, out, of, out of love. It's amazing how that happens, hey. You know, just yeah. these pinnacle moments at, at points in your life when you're very impressionable and you have a great mm -hmm. experience. And, and there you go. You've obviously decided... This is it. This is the yeah. journey for me. This is where I'm going. So that's that's a pretty cool story, man. Also, I also, reckon, I think, um, <laughs> thanks, man. I, I also think it's like it's part of like you know failing at everything else, <laughs> like realizing <laughs> like, hey, you know, I, I can do something in this one. I'm not as bad. <laughs> oh man, I got a similar story. I'm about six foot two, and I love okay. basketball. And I oh. used to play a lot of ball when I was younger. There you but go. you know, there was always the guy that could run a little bit faster, yep. or the guy that could just dunk over the top of your head, and you just think. I'm really glad that in the background <laughs> that I'm studying computer science because yes. I think that's going to take me in a lot further direction than basketball will. But, you exactly, know, you always yeah. have a love for the game, right? <laughs> no, I do, man. I, love, I mean, I don't watch basketball as much I, these days. I, I, I love it. Um, I, I wanted, like, my dream was to get to NBA. And uh, now that I got to this, like, I love this even more, you know. It's just like yeah. there's so much you can do. There's so many things. And now with, you know, that I've learned coding, it's like a superpower, you know. Yeah. Um, if you get it's an idea, you, you can really just mm -hmm. help people a lot. And that's what I get the value from when mm -hmm. you're actually creating something with your hands or with your mind, mm -hmm. putting it together and then putting it in front of people that they can actually get it. it for them, people that don't code, mm -hmm. it's, it's just mind blowing for them. They just go, that's fantastic. I really appreciate what you've done for me here. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas for people like us that build these things, we just go, yeah, okay, I'm really happy you're enjoying it. But actually inside you're going, ah, oh, yeah, that's it. That's, exactly. the, that's the feeling that I love. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I can so relate to that. And I, I mean, coding and what we do, it's something that you can do, I mean, for a long time. Sports, you can really play up to, you know, 30 or up to an injury, you know, and that you're done. Like yeah. w- what happens next? So I, I like this, you know, I mean, I still play sports. Uh, do you play still? Do you play basketball still? Like pick up games? Well, exactly what you just said happened to me. So I was yeah. playing up until quite a while. And then at one point I robbed my uncle so bad that it <sighs> swollen up and I had to go visit the physio and he said, how much do you like basketball? And I went, oh, uh, man. what do you mean? It's my life. I love it. And he goes, is there anything else that you enjoy? <laughs> oh, went, my god! What are you trying to tell me, man? And he goes, I probably recommend that you actually go and find a different hobby now because oh, wow. if you want to walk again in the future, you might just want to take a break from ball. And I went, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I get the point. <laughs> <laughs> I was devastated, man. I didn't make uh, the uh, basketball team. And uh, uh, the college basketball team, I mean, the guys in the U.S. were just incredible. They were yeah, you know, yeah. running yeah. circles around me. I was like, all right, so. Yeah. Let me let me just do some design. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, totally can that's relate cool, to that. So that's cool. That's that's yeah. brought you to where you are today. So you always thought that there was something there for you, and here you are. Years later, you've created Claritask, and while it is a you know slow product to to launch and to get the customers, it actually is growing. I am noticing mm-hmm. that. I've seen over the last few months and years, it's actually picking up customers here and there. Where do you mm-hmm. see it in the next year and maybe three and five years from now based on where it's going at the moment? All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk about my wishful thinking sort of thing, you know. Um, I did – so uh, ClearTask is not my first B2B SaaS. And what I've learned in B2B SaaS is that it could go slow for, for a long time and then pick up steam yeah. all of a sudden, and which is, you know, uh, saying all of a sudden sort of a disservice to everything you're doing prior to that and – I think it adds up to everything that you're putting out there, um, the marketing, the PR, this recognition we got, um, the app, the design. I think the product has to be really good. It has to be designed well. Um, yes, marketing does a, does a great job, but I think if if you're you know working a uh, if you're building a product that is really delightful and and simple to use, and simple to learn actually, which is super important while onboarding people, you don't want to overwhelm them. I think it all adds up. So with that said, um, uh, the plan ahead is to uh, launch the, not not the pivot or not sort of changing anything. It's just improvements and cleaning it up, just sort yeah. of ga- going back to the basics of what Claritask is and then yeah. leaving it to that. Uh, it doesn't have to be everything. Um, nice. Nowadays, people are, most of most apps are going all in one. They're trying to do everything. Video, yeah. audio, task, notes, and whatnot, and they're not shining in any one uh, area. So uh, I want to leave uh, Claire Task Limited in that sense, um, yeah. and just sort of uh, offer that. And if people come and say, what it does and what it does well. Yeah, yeah, just one thing, you know, if people come and say, hey, can I write notes? And then maybe we can say, hey, yes, we have an API. We'll connect it soon to Zapier. And then you can you know, maybe bring yeah, Google nice. Docs in, you know, like sort of go that route. Because it's, uh, I want to keep it as small as possible in terms of operations. And uh, with that in mind, I don't want to have uh, features where an entire department has to take care of, you know. So yeah, yeah. 
I want to have it manageable. Right now, it's 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 a little bloated uh, to the point that it's very hard to maintain it by myself. So, yeah. and it's the reason behind it is one or two clients are using a feature which are you know bloating the app. So, definitely yeah. want to cut that off. Um, my wishful thinking is that Claritas grows to five, ten k. 20k maybe comes to a point where i need to hire a person or two to maintain the code yeah. uh one thing that is missing which hasn't been asked for that much is a native mobile app um yep. maybe even if that comes to that i'll probably have an app that is very limited in a sense where you can maybe just manage tasks or leave a comment not as feature rich as the actual web app is uh, but nice. I'm not sure about that. And then eventually, to be honest, uh, if it comes to a point where it grows uh, bigger than that, uh, with this mindset I have right now, I'd probably just sell it uh, entirely. Yeah. yeah, it's obviously a very, very strong product. And yeah. there's an opportunity there for someone to take a really strong code base, mm-hmm. one that's been thoroughly worked through over the last few years and it's been rethought about or the it's been um, fixed up where it needs to be, you know, refactored mm-hmm. here and there. And you're looking yeah. at a nice stable code base at that point, um, which is proven value. I reckon that's a great proposition for someone to take and run with for sure. Yeah, definitely. I'm not definitely interested in running a big team uh, or getting an investment that, you know, will put, put a lot of more pressure into my lifestyle in a way. Yeah. Uh, yep. So that's the idea. And then if that doesn't pan out, even if Claritas sort of grows steadily, that's fine too. Um, as long yeah, as clients exactly. are happy and code is maintainable, it's really not expensive these days to run a successful SaaS. As we've yeah. seen, you know, with prices going down every day with uh, infrastructure nice. and everything. So, yeah, uh, we'll see what that's happens. That's awesome story, man. Yeah, I thanks. Like, I like where you're taking it and I like where, you're, where, you, where you see your vision for it. So that's huge. Thanks a lot, Dan. Thanks, man. Val, there's been a whole bunch of awesome snippets that you've been describing as we've been talking about suggestions for others, people that are going on the journey of building their products. I mean, I'm already soaking up heaps from this conversation. I'm really <laughs> okay. thankful for it. Yeah, I appreciate it. What man, advice thanks. would you give to someone wanting to start or grow their own technology product business? Uh, well, that sort of depends like what stage the person is. And I'm recently I'm trying to stay away from um, giving advice because it's it's usually taken out of context, but if it was, yeah, cool. if it's something that's starting out, just starting out, um, a lot of people get into, uh, you know, which is good too, like, you know, reading books and interviewing people and whatnot. I think the first thing would be just to get on and publicly start building something and then share it, something small, yep. not that big. Yeah. And that sort of gets you more people to know you. And then you build the next product, and then you build the next idea. You learn something about what you really want. Maybe it's not what you want entirely. But I, yeah. I really, when I see people uh, just starting out uh, completely uh, fresh with their very first product, and they start doing all the steps of interviewing and discovery and everything, and it just takes so much time, and you might yeah. end up doing something that is good, but then you realize, oh man, you know, like I could have had a product in like three weeks and have people talk or not talk about it and then I'll do something else. So I'm more of a doing person. Um, I'd rather do it. If, uh, if you're like uh, freshly coming into the scene, just do your first product, uh, put it out publicly, talk about it publicly, make new friends yeah. and have people talk about your product, build the next product. And if you're some, somebody maybe like, in, in my stage where I've built products for the past seven years, right now, if I were to build a new um, 
a new product, I'll just keep my eye open to see what's happening in the market and see what is selling, yeah. what people are liking. Uh, and then I'll do the interviews, but not if I'm just starting out. Uh, I would that's just advice, start building, man. yeah. So just yeah, get out there. Yeah. Get get on something small that's feasible. Make it public that you're doing it so you can mm -hmm. actually start getting some early feedback and really enjoy it. Get to know people in the same process. So that's that's awesome advice, Val. That's yeah, really man. Good, seriously. You know, it's like it's like basketball, you know, when we first started playing, like we didn't start training and then do all the right, right steps. You know, we started playing, you pick up games and, and you get your ass kicked, you know. <laughs> that's how you learn. And then you go back to learning when you get, you know, go back to uh, learning the steps that you need to do. And you're like, oh, this is what oh, I should have done. That's a great You know what I mean? <laughs> Seriously, I, there's two things I can connect there. So the very first time that someone dunked on top of me when I was playing yep. basketball, that's that's an in-your-face moment that you just go, <laughs> yeah. oh. But then something similar happened in my early on in my career in technology, right? It was one of my first jobs. I was young. I was like 17 years old. Okay. And, uh, and I'm, I'm working with a crew of people and all I was used to at the time was actually, you know, building things and um, – in my home environment so I could do whatever I wanted. If mm -hmm. I needed to uh, restart my home development machine, I could do that. Yep. So here I am in this team running this system and something went wrong with the system. So I turned around and I thought, oh, what do I do at home? I'll just go and reboot the machine. And they all right. looked over their shoulders at me with their jaws dropping to the ground going, <laughs> dude, you just brought down production. <laughs> don't reboot production just like that oh, <laughs> and i've wow. just gone okay yeah right so yeah that's it you mm -hmm. make the mistakes when you're young when you're starting out yeah. or when you're first getting to learn things and that's that's how you get better right so yeah you know, exactly hopefully it's not a production mistake like that but hey i know i <laughs> we know we all learn <laughs> i know but i keep telling clients you know sometimes they're like you know what if the website goes offline and i say well it's not a bridge you know bridge falls you can't really build it back up Right away, it's a website. You know, you can bring it back up after ten minutes, so it's it's no big deal. You know, we have backups, so nice. yeah. But yeah, definitely, it's. I I think I'd, I'd rather go and fall flat in your face a couple of times and then sort of pick up some lessons rather than just go yeah. down the learning route for like a long time and then end up. You know, I mean, you'll end up doing something, but not as much maybe as you could have. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. That's awesome advice, Val. Thanks, man. Yeah, hope, hope that fits with someone. Yeah. <laughs> if it's bad, nobody take that advice. It's probably horrible. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's good. Yeah, hey, thanks, man. Before we wrap up, I got sure. I got a, one more question I got to ask you. If you had all the time and the resources that you needed, mm -hmm. what ridiculously ambitious project would you work on and why? Oh, man, this is a, a an interesting question. I... Um, <laughs> I, uh, I always loved architecture. This is like way out of what I'm doing right now. I always loved yeah. architecture and um, uh, my dream, my pipe dream is to uh, one day be able to make this this huge, not huge, like this big neighborhood where people live among trees because wow. uh, most of like um, newest developments that are happening in the world, especially US, uh, they're like all these sort of uh, houses that look like sardines, all packed with like roads that are big for cars. And I would love to do these neighborhoods where there's no cars allowed and people sort of live in this huge park and the cars are yeah. maybe hidden underground or maybe on the side of the neighborhood. So I, I toy around with, uh, with you know, doing some landscape. I don't know if it's landscape architecture or whatnot, but I follow some people on Twitter. Uh, there's one that I, I don't know if somebody's interested in this, these sort of things. There's uh, one account that I follow, which is very, you know, followed by many people. It's called a Wrath of None. G-N-O-N, 
and he posts all these sort of medieval neighborhoods where people lived like closer to nature and, and yeah, didn't wow. have all these like bloated roads for cars and stuff. So that's sort of like one of my side interests. And if I had like unlimited resources, like millions and gazillions of dollars, euros, like that's something that I would do. <laughs> But right. I mean, that's you like- You heard it first. Everyone, all the billionaires <laughs> that are out here listening today, please get in touch with Val. <laughs> yes. Make a better future together. <laughs> yes, yes. One one neighborhood at a time. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in this sort of these this environmental things and that's yeah, what I would yeah. probably do, you know, but- Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic, man. Like seriously, I'm in the same boat. I just, I look at what's happening with the world and, yep. and everything. I think nature's trying to tell us something. It's just mm -hmm. saying- People, we have to do something different. We have yeah. to, but that's a story for another day, right? <laughs> yeah, man, that's a long story. I mean, but yeah, definitely interested in that stuff. And hopefully we, we, we fix this earth, you know, soon. Or or yeah. I always say, I mean, this is probably like morbid, but if we don't fix it, earth will get rid of us. Like, you know, yeah. one way or the other, it'll fix itself. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, man. Well, on that positive note. <laughs> <laughs> it's a positive um, one if you really look deep into it. <laughs> it's actually quite an interesting, no, no one's actually said that before when I asked them that question. If I had billions of resources, yeah. unlimited resources. What would you do? You're, you're the first person who's turned around and just said, I want to I wanna just start fixing the world. And that's fantastic, <laughs> man. Oh, you know, yeah. a lot of people say it in, indirectly that I'd like to do this, I'd like to do that, but you've just gone straight to the point. We need to fix the cities, man. That's, yeah. That says something about you, Val. Get get rid of cars and, you know, have electric, you know. Now, maybe we don't even need cars. We we work from, I don't know, we don't have to travel that far, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see nice. what happens in 100 cool, years. <laughs> yeah. Cool, well, Val. Mate, I have seriously enjoyed this conversation. It's been quite relaxed. It's been quite um, loose in the way we've been going. But we've learned a lot about you. We've learned about a bit about Val and his background, where he got started, where it took him and how he ended up getting into coding and building products. And we've learned a lot about Claritask and where it's going and what people are finding, what the value people are finding in Claritask. It's been great. I really appreciate talking to you today, Val. But before you go, where can mm. listeners find out about you and what you get up to? Where can um, they connect with you online? I think Twitter is probably the best spot. So it's uh, twitter.com forward slash Val Soapy, S-O-P-I. Not like soap, nice. like soapy, <laughs> S-O-P-I. So that's probably the best spot. That's where I put all my latest everything. But yeah, it was uh, it was fun, Dan. This was awesome, man. Thanks for having me on the nice, show. Man. It was, it was well, enjoyable talking to you about all these different subjects. Thanks so much for coming on, man. We'll have yeah. to check back with you in a few months and see how things are going, hey? Yes, yes, would love that. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Val. Take care, man. Bye. Well, there you go. That's the conversation with Val Sopi and I. As I mentioned at the start, he's a very genuine dude and very easy to talk to, as you can probably guess by the way that our conversation was quite relaxed along the way. Two of the main things that I really got out of the conversation with Val are his advice towards the end where he said, focus on the doing side of things. Get started by building your products. Talk about it in public. Make new friends and aim to have people talking about your product to get feedback early. That was really resonating with me. He also mentioned to be comfortable getting your ass kicked, so to speak, in order to learn from experiences to move on to bigger and better things. So those two things I reckon you can definitely take away from the conversation there. All right, if you've got a moment, go and check out Val's work. Go to claritask.com or look him up on Twitter. And if you've got a spare moment, go and have a look at his podcast, Bootstrapping SaaS. It's really cool, actually. Val talks open and honestly about what's going on in his day-to-day -day life as well as producing his product. I think you'll get a lot out of it if you really enjoyed the conversation today. 
And with that, folks, we've come to the end of the show. You know what that means, though? It's time for shout-outs. Now, this week, I'm going to do a bit of a quirky shout-out, actually. It's not to anyone in particular. It's about a concept that we spoke about. There's that first thing at the start where we mentioned taking breaks. That's really important. If you're out there producing products yourself or you're working on building your business, it is very important to take breaks now and again. Look after yourself, especially with everything that's going on at the moment, hey? So with that in mind, the shout-out goes to anything that gets you away from your desk and gets you just having a break. All those hobbies, interests, artistic adventures, you name it, and whatever's out there, you are what is keeping us sane when we produce our products. To find out more about anything mentioned today, head on over to the show notes at speakingofproducts.com. If you have a question, feedback, or suggestions for a topic, I'd love to hear from you. And I also welcome short snippets about your own product journey, which we can go through on the show. You can reach me via Twitter at Speak of Products or Mr. Dan Miller. Subscribe to the show on your favourite podcast player or wherever you get your podcasts by searching for Speaking of Products. If you enjoy the show, it would mean a lot to me and other potential listeners if you would consider giving a rating. Ratings helps other people find out about the show. So please take a moment now and visit Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify and let us know what you think. Speaking of Products is a creation of Miller Productions. I'm Dan Miller. You're a fantastic product maker. All the best with whatever you're working on and remember to keep speaking your products. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.